And that is a dog in the background. We are we we are episode two, Paul. Oh, we lost along my port wood. Yeah, to be fair, I'm surprised we made it past episode one. Hello everyone, welcome to uh Fluky and Jaffa Unplugged with me, Fluky, and Me. I'm Steve. the other one. Steve. I, I'm the other one. Today we've got a fun field. Uh, All right, let's not oversell it. Enjoyable and oversubscribed. Let's let's definitely let's definitely not oversell it. It's better than any erotic novel you've ever read in your life. Well, talking of erotica, we're going to start off with a a bit of a today I fucked up on Reddit. How fucked up is too fucked up. Um. So we have here, uh, posted by Illustrious Donut Man, which is a phenomenal uh, name I'd like to point out. (laughs) Today I fucked up by breaking my nose during sex. Nice. The title pretty much sums it up, but I'll give everyone some context. My wife loves sex now, but it takes her a lot of work to reach a climax. Just to paint a picture, she essentially lays on her stomach while I presume a planking position over her while thrusting. (laughs) This is the only position that works for her, and she does not like my weight on her during this time. So I'm essentially planking while thrusting for 25 to 30 minutes on average each time we do the deed. I don't know how many fitness people are reading this, but they can attest that planking is the worst thing ever. But the silver lining is, my abs are freaking solid now. During one of our sessions, we assumed her favourite position at the edge of the bed. After about five minutes, I felt a slight ache in my lower, lower back. But I wanted to please her, so I didn't stop. Big mistake. During one of the final thrusts, I hear a loud crack in my back and I scream in pain. Next, my hand slips off the side of our elevated bed and lands tile floor smack in the back of my head against the ground. To my dismay, I only had a split second to realise that I accidentally dragged her off the bed with me. Everything seemed to move in slow motion for me as all of her weight landed on my face, smashing my head against the floor again. She is not a large person, but 120 pounds dropping onto someone's face can knock anyone out, and that is what happened. Everything went black. I was in and out for a while after that, so I don't really know what happened, but when I finally came to my senses, I'm literally being wheeled out of my house by EMSs. I had gore shoved up my... Say again? Nice. I had gore shoved up my nose with a large man smiling from ear to ear standing over me. Good morning, champ, he said. They rushed me to the hospital. I had a concussion along with a broken nose. Interestingly enough, the doctor told me that I would be surprised by how often people end up in the hospital because of sex-related reasons. Who would have thought? This happened a while ago, but I felt like some people on here would find it amusing. Needless to say, we have been searching for other positions that work for her. That's that's a ride. <laughs> well, that's... So, I can't get over the fact that the only position she has is the same position that Will Will from in between us does. Banging, banging like a like surfing. Just, just moving backwards and forwards with his toes to just get the rhythm going. Oh, and he fucked his back. I imagine your missus has got a fair few fucking uh, stories of sex-related injuries in the A and E. No idea. <laughs> No idea, probably. Like I said, it's probably a pretty common injury. I mean, not yeah. anyone falling off the bed and getting sat on to crunch your nose because your wife wants you to flank her for 20 to 30 minutes. <laughs> so, we, I mean, the start of that, he says, um, 
what did he say? My wife finally, what's he say? Like, my wife finally got into sex. She loves what my life love my eh, Shut up, you. We have a live studio audience today. My wife loves sex now, is what he said. My wife loves sex now, which implies that at one point she didn't love sex. And what it tells me is that she obviously still didn't like the idea of sex, but she tolerated it if she just let him. She basically lay there like a lifeless body while she, well, while he planked her and did the deed. Like she had no part in this whatsoever. I mean, he would have been better off just going down the graveyard digging out the room. Fucking hell! Wow. <laughs> doing the deed that, you know, he wow. would, would, at least he would have broke would have broke his nose. There wouldn't have been that much weight. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> Make sure stick it on the radio. Yeah, warm it up. I mean, dead girls don't say no, so. <laughs> that's a. I'm fairly certain that's the name of a band, you know. That, I, that's I, what you say, yeah. <laughs> He's now searching that. Please try and. Well, I've... is that a band or is that a song? Nope, that is a band. Oh no, wait. Uh, is it? Um... Yeah, that was a band. Okay. Anywho. Yeah, I mean that wasn't that bad. Could have been worse. Could have died. She was a she was a lot larger. He would have died, especially on tile flooring, straight to the head. Yeah, he was a he was a lucky fellow. Yeah, and yeah, but it's actually a happy ending because she agreed to try different positions. Well, I have just scrolled down a little bit, and someone said, uh, "But did they check out your back back status, please?" To which he, the original poster replied, "Turns out I had a herniated disc. That's why I will no longer be planking anytime soon." <laughs> so, well, he won't be doing anything anytime soon. Only a disc is well painful. I can imagine. I'm surprised he even got an erection. Not a lot. Jesus Christ. Maybe if she's planking, you got a plank of wood and tied it to the penis. <laughs> oh. take, a, take an iron groove to a different level. I think it was like just a standard two before, or. There's a bit of wood they use in Ed and Neddy. <laughs> It's blank. <laughs> yeah, no. There you go. So if you're currently having to plank your wife. Don't have tile flooring. And uh, maybe find something different. Yeah. So we do have... Uh, I think we've both got a couple of bits written down that we want to talk about. Um... And one thing that when you suggested on uh, subjects, one that I'm going to take a completely different turn to what we were talking about just now. Um, Complete shift. <laughs> yeah, total shift. Um, mental health and our experiences. We have a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, this could be either like, if we wanted to, we could really round this bit up into like, a really short piece about like how we know about mental health and how we understand it. But in all honesty, if we like the last podcast for forty four minutes, let's, let's just try and keep it under that. <laughs> let's drag it. Let's drag it out. I mean, like so honestly, like when you look back at our friendship, our friendship group. Let's go for our friendship group. Oh god, and I don't mean our latest one, but our new friends. I mean original. Okay. Yeah. When you look back at school, no when, names. When you, no, no. I'm still about. I'm still talking about me and you. Okay. There were things 
fundamentally wrong with us, Jamie. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, like, like we had di- we should have been diagnosed with health conditions in year ten, year eleven. I would argue with me probably earlier than that, but I managed to put it off until from the womb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> came out and was like, I fucking hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I was born and straight away my immediate reaction was just like, nope, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I didn't cry. <laughs> I just sat singing "Hello Darkness," my friend. <laughs> that is my theme song. <laughs> no, but literally from the very start, like. You, you do. It's, it's the it's, it's reflection. You reflect on how we used to act and the things we used to do and the way we used to feel. Um, and I think it's more because of just the time. It's the early what was it two thousand early two thousand or early to late two thousands and pre two thousand tens. Mental health was still quite a new thing to be aware of. That there was a lot more of a stigma about it, especially in males back then. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's still a very large stigma about it now. Um, but back then it was even worse. But it's more in the, it's more in the media now than it was. Oh um, yeah, definitely. And it was, it's more understood how easy it is to be mentally unwell and the causes and effects and everything else. But you look at it from like 2007, year 11, we were very unwell. And the thing is, because, None of our group were getting the support we needed. We only got worse. And our decision-making was a little bit wonky at best. I mean, we tried to make a fucking film about hurting ourselves routinely on a daily basis. Yeah, we did not make smart decisions. Our entire life. I mean, we, we got to a point where we we were so, like, in our, our own little world. We'd go for nighttime walks and just talk about really depressive crap. I think you do do that now. It, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't uncommon for us to just four mile walk, sort of like one o'clock in the morning. You awake? Yeah. Walk? Yeah, yeah right. Good morning. Pardon me. But now you skip forward to where we are now, and like, at, so, so this is how it works me once, and it's like, knowing that you're unwell and being given a diagnosis doesn't fix the issue, it just means you have a name to put to it. Yeah. And all it means is, is that we're still fucked up. It's just how fucked up are we fucked up, basically. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, a, 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 how fucked up is still <laughs> A good one I see, and it's um, pretty much it's advocating therapy, uh, which was something I put off for a long, long, long time. Um, it's uh, treat... Um, if you looked at your mental health like a car... If your car breaks down, um, you all you're going to be able to do is phone a mechanic and try to explain what the issue is. Um, and at that stage, all they're going to be able to do is go off the information you've given them and try and give uh, tips on how to fix it. Um, now, you might fix one problem, but that might lead on to another problem. But as soon as you fix it, you can carry on go. You can carry on driving. Now, that might issue might come up again, but you now know how to fix it. Um. So the, the it, it's basically you treat it as, with with therapy. It, it's not a. It doesn't fix everything, but it can at least so let you know what you're looking for and point you in the right direction and get you out of that mindset. It's about the whole process of therapy. 
mental health support in general, it's not about the process of fixing the issue. It's about helping the professional, the ind- not the professional, the individual understand it to a point where they can build sensible, safe, and appropriate coping mechanisms and make lifestyle changes so that their mental health doesn't have such a massive impact. Now, at the end of the day, I had normal mental health, yeah, so the best example is everybody gets anxiety, but anxiety only becomes an issue when it completely engulfs your life. It's yeah. a human, basically, human. same with depression. Everybody gets depressed, but depression only becomes an abnormal mental health condition when you are always depressed. I mean, it doesn't, you can't explain that way for like psychopaths and all that stuff, but you know. You mean to tell me that not everyone has psychotic everybody episodes? Everybody is of... a psychopath. It's only when you're a psychopath all the time that it becomes an issue, okay? It's only when you start watching. Uh... John Wayne Gacy and think, hey, he had a good, he had a good thing going there. That, that's when the issues start coming in. And it's only when you watch Jeff Dahmer and start <laughs> taking notes. <laughs> okay, so you get him to watch a TV program. What next? You just want to take a photo. <laughs> yeah, just want to take a photograph. <laughs> but no, it's we have a long history, and it's when you look back at it. You were pretty fucked up. <laughs> You're not wrong. So I'm going to ask the question: What have you been? What have you been diagnosed with? When were you diagnosed? Diagnosed. Oh, it's not even official by diagnosis. I got referred to, to furlough, and they never finished the diagnosis period. But they called it situational anxiety disorder. Right. Um, so you literally have the sad. I mean, it's not sad. It just, yeah, no, sad. think about it. Yeah, it's called sad. It was, <laughs> yeah, it's not seasonal affective disorder, disorder whatever it's called. Um, mine's, mine, mine's, mine is triggered by a sudden change in routine or a sudden change in behaviours or, um, th- or something I have relative no control of or I'm not aware of. Fucking hell, you must have been... Sh- Fucked when I stopped talking to you. Explains <laughs> a lot. Explains a lot. <laughs> oh, what's that? It upsets your routine. Guess what? We're not talking anymore. Fuck off. <laughs> I remember I remember sitting at work once, not the one I'm in now, one of my old jobs, but it was like 2016. And I remember the whole office was just imploding. And I just remember my brain just going, eh, nah. And just switching off, <laughs> and then just be on a computer. I'd gone from my paperwork to going onto uh, what, what, onto a travel website, and my boss came up to me. And he was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I was booking a trip to Italy. Fair. I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm, I'm just going to go to Rome. I'll be right back." <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I just like this idea of like everything going on around you, and your brain just suddenly like blue screen. Just error, error four hundred four. Picture of like the fire, and that guy's just sitting. Going, Everything's fine. This is fine. <laughs> That's literally what it was like. I was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to go on holiday." <laughs> uh, so... Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um... What about you? What have you been diagnosed with anything? So, in, in, in more of a, a general term, it's I've literally just been diagnosed with depression. Um, it's something that I, as previously discussed, um, think it was something that we that I dealt with a lot through high school, but never really addressed. Um, and then in 
2016, uh, 2017, um, in the space of a month, no, in the space of two months, my partner left me on Valentine's Day. I moved back in with my parents, uh, and then uh, both my grandmas died within three weeks of each other. And Chester Bennett died. Was that 2017 as well? I think so, yeah. Chester Bennington, the lead singer of Lincoln Park. Pretty close, 2017. Because I remember being at Download Festival. Fuck. They performed at Download Festival. No, they didn't. They were... No, I was at Download Festival with someone, and it was... they had announced a tour, and my friend went, let's go see them, and then he commits suicide. And I went, well, you're not going to go see them now, are you? Shit, yeah, 2017. Yeah. July 20th, 2017. Yeah, so that was a pretty shit year for you, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, um, I so I had all that happen. Um, the the breakup with my partner at the time wasn't exactly a clean break. Um, I went through a massive change with work um, to the point of I completely uh, changed industries. Uh, went from working retail into the industry I'm in at the moment, which is uh, roadworks and traffic management. Um, and then I can remember I came back from work one day in the October of that year, um, came home, one of my friends was at home and I literally just broke down on the floor in tears. Um, and me and her basically just sat on the kitchen floor for about half an hour having a cry. Uh, phoned up the doctors next day and said, I'd like to book an appointment for my mental health. Um, and <laughs> said, like, I'm not in any immediate damage, uh, danger. Um, so if you can't get something today, that's fine. And then they said, it's fine. We can get you in for four o'clock, I think it was. Um, so yeah, October 2017, I got diagnosed with depression and started on fluoxetine. So that's fun. I'll do it. Yeah. I hope everybody's enjoyed the podcast. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> so suicidal thought. No, uh, that's that's a subject for another day because I think me and you would definitely make that far too sort of like a non-issue with some of our comments. Yeah, after we've had this deep interactive chat, you really don't want to talk about suicide. No. <laughs> I'm going to chuck too many jokes in there. I think people are going to get Yeah. It's not going to go well, is it? No. I mean, now we're talking about mental health. Let's jump on to uh, a similar topic. Nerdy facts. Look at that transition. That was fucking smooth. You need to work with your segues, man. <laughs> work with a segue. <laughs> no, don't work with a segue. Work on your segues. <laughs> so, we have been challenged to bring a nerdy fag to the table. Um, we don't know which, which what each of us have brought. We... I'll be honest, I was looking, I couldn't really find anything, so I'm just going to go with off yours first, and then I'm going to pull something out of my ass. Going to go with me first? Okay, yeah. cool, that's fine. I've got a couple, actually. So if you still have anything in your arsehole when I've finished, just, <laughs> and I'll keep going. Um, <laughs> and get plow of mine out until your arsehole sorted. <laughs> we'll exchange notes, I'll just read yours off as if I thought of it. So I thought I'd be... I thought I'd pick a, a, a nice... What's that nice? A, a fact of... A nerdy fact of the day... Um, which is 
kind of relevant because of the Barbie film. Right. So I thought I'd go by this. And I got a fact of uh, the FBI sent out an alert uh, recently right. due to a Barbie doll called, a new Barbie doll called the Barbie Video Girl Barbie doll. And this is because... Already this doesn't sound like it's going to be it, good. It has a built-in camera. Oh, fuck. And it's been found to be part of, uh, be used by predators when uh, oh, fucking... with children. Of course. And I thought, I mean, like... Sorry, just quickly. Talking of predators, did you hear Ian Watkins got stabbed? Yeah, and held hostage. Yeah. But now, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, just a little segue there. They make it sound like FBI did like loads and loads of research, and they thought then like they got loads and loads of men arrested, and they and when they like did their fucking raids, they found all these fucking Barbie dolls at cameras. Well, that's not what happened. So what happened was is that they got lot, found out. A lot of men in trench coats started going to toy stores in their middle ages and buying video camera Barbie dolls. And the store owners were like, this is not our demographic. We have an issue here. <coughs> Just... <laughs> People are weird, man. People are weird. Hey, maybe. It helps the sales. I mean, yeah, but... <coughs> You're right there. We went to the, at the end of the day. If we sold a load of video cameras and they hit the target, we'd have got more hours. <laughs> oh, I can remember when that... Can you remember when that 4K camera came in? Were you there then? And it was like for sale for like two and a half grand. I don't think that would have ever sold. It did. It actually sold? Eventually, yeah. Wow. I think it went on e-com to be fair. I remember in a job that I used to work in where we were sitting I'm going to go have to go beep shit. I remember sitting there one day. So we used to have this issue. So in one of the stores I used to work at years ago the window used to basically go around the whole store and we used to have a lot of stuff on display in the front of the window that allowed people to see we used to attract them to the store and that's great the issue was, was a sun trap and a really 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 big one um so if a staff member went down there for too long they'd get cooked alive um if it was put, atrocious phones in there for too long it would the, the screens would literally fall off um batteries and swell up and all that shit but i remember one time we had a load of high-end phones in one of the windows and one of the staff members went down there went to go pick it up and it slipped out of his hand because it was all gunky from the heat and he dropped that and it, it caused a domino effect and he ended up smashing a really really expensive phone and i remember i remember this really well because was that while i was there or not yeah, I, yeah yeah was it yeah and i remember this really well because he came looking for support and there was there was a we had a team full of people and he picked me and it was quite funny because he came up to me and he showed me the phone and he uh he went uh that's very i lost my phone he went uh he showed me the phone and he was like what do i do and i don't know why he thought i was going to comfort him i saw it and i thought this is an opportunity to fuck with this guy and i went don't worry just go and tell the managers exactly what you did. They're really understanding. You'll be fine. And he believed me. And he went around and he told them. And you could hear the managers screaming at him. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
next. <laughs> he came back round and he went, oh, oh God. He, <laughs> he went, you lied. And I went, of course I lied. <laughs> what you think they were going to be okay with that? And I just started laughing at him as he walked off. <laughs> really cheered up my day. Oh. <laughs> Left or right? Uh, right. Shock. Anybody else know? A few names are written down. I had to pick one. <laughs> yeah, really good job there, by the way. What? What are those two? on who it would be. <laughs> the only two people I could think that would be fucking gullible enough. Oh, to, to listen to you apart from anything else. Yeah, a lot of people have fallen for that over the years. Yeah, <laughs> me included. Yeah, I'd like to say you are one of those. Oh. Oh my god, fucking shattered. Before we stopped talking, this was one of the last places where we really saw each other. And then 2015 hit, I went to China, came back, we stopped talking. And a lot of things happened between there and then. And that kind of brings me on to my second nerdy fact, because I'm assuming you haven't thought of anything. No, not yet. Yeah, okay. So, uh, in so like I said, in 2016, I, well, I was talking about mental health, and I said I had a breakdown in work, because it was just fire and I'll sit there and I booked a trip to Italy and I went to Italy and I and I want to just quickly raise it at this point in my life I had become a huge fan of the Godfathers and Italian organized crime so I thought the most obvious thing to do when I go to Italy is to book a high-end black Mercedes to pick me up from the airport take me to the hotel but dress in a bike trench coat with a trilby hat. Oh, for fuck's sake. So I'd walk around looking like uh, a plastic gangster. Um, so I did that. So I arrived, got off the, uh, got off the, uh, uh, the airplane, went through customs, dressed like, dressed like what I thought was uh, an Italian monster. Um, and actually, I probably looked like a special needs child. Um, oh, for fuck's sake. Got, got him on my say. He's got to, got to the hotel room. Uh, Pull my stuff down, and my hotel room, it was really fancy, actually. So the hotel room I was in, I was, at, I was in Rome, so the Vatican was... I booked a hotel room where when I did the balcony doors, the Vatican was my scenery. I could see the whole of the Vatican. So it's quite nice, but it means that I was near the high-end restaurants. So I came out of my hotel room because I was fucking hungry. I found a restaurant, went in there. Um, now, one thing I didn't bother doing was researching culture. And it's something you're meant to do, apparently, when you go abroad. So that way you, no shit! You don't look like the stupid tourist. And I didn't know that. Now, here's something about Italy I didn't learn until after I'd done all this, and I thought I'd better Google it because a lot of people were giving me evils. And that is um, Italians and coffee. Now, Italians only have milky coffee, cappuccinos, lattes, and stuff like that, in the morning because they don't like the idea of milk being in their stomach when their stomach is full. Okay. Makes sense. I didn't know that. Additionally, um, it only ever comes in one size. And you're only meant to drink it either at the bar or at the table. You're not meant to walk around with it. So I've arrived. I've sat down in this really high-end restaurant dressed like a plastic special needs mafia member. Um, everyone's around me is dressed really nice. And I've come in and I've gone, because I'm thinking I'm cool, I've gone, bon, bonjour, bonjourno. Like I was about to say, don't say you walked in and, and went bonjour. It's like, that's bonjour. fucking French, you spanner. The guy came out and he's really polite and he went, uh, he said something Italian, I don't know what he said. Um, so I did the traditional toy thing and I was like, 
spoke really loudly in English. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so I was like, pizza. And then I'd put like an Italian twinge on it. I was like, the pizza, man. And then coffee. And he kind of understood. I was like, coffee, coffee. And he's like, yeah, coffee. And he came back and he brought this coffee. And it was in this tiny cup. And, well, you, I've been addicted to coffee for a while. And it arrived and it was like, it couldn't have been more than like what you'd expect a flat white to come in. And this was, uh, I think it was a cappuccino. Yeah. In the evening with my meal. So this thing arrived. I'd already had loads of people stare at me because I'd already broken the cup rule of the cappuccino. Um, but then I looked at the waiter and I went, no, bigger, bigger, like that. And he looked at me and he went, no, no, one size, one size. And I was like, no, no, bigger, like that, serious. And he just stopped talking. He walked off. And I was like, yeah, we go. And he came back with a Foster's pint glass full of coffee. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> it was a Italian restaurant. <laughs> I, had, I had a pizza and a Foster's cup full of coffee. All of these fucking Italian people were just staring at me. Couldn't even drink it because it was too hot. So I touched the glass and go, oh, that's going to probably break. And the Italian waiter was just looking at me. And then when I got the bill, he charged me for like six coffees. No shit. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't sit down and just go, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding and just like go proper godfather with it. That wasn't even the worst thing. When I realized, oh, for fuck's sake. When I, when I realised everybody was looking at me, I uh, folded the pizza and I looked around and went, oh, look, calzone. <laughs> and I started eating it. I didn't realise calzone is a completely different thing. Still not the worst thing I did in Italy, by the way. If, by any fucking miracle, there is someone listening to this who is Italian, lives in Italy, or is of Italian descent, I am so sorry. (laughs) You know it gets worse, right? Oh, no. So, still in Italy. That was day one. So, day two. Day two, I'm near the Vatican. I thought, you know, I'm going to spend the day down there in the Vatican. So, I walked down to the Vatican, and... If you've never been never been there before, it's literally this like a it's a straight. I mean, the pictures you see, it's like that, and it's round. So I've walked through the entrance, and I'm just going up to nuns and people, going like, "Where's the st- where's the thing that that priest got killed on for in Angels and Demons?" <laughs> and like, in the end, some other tourists went exacting there. So I was like, "Cool, that's where he got stabbed and killed. Lovely." So I went over there and I sat on it, um, and I just chilled around the back and the whole day. I went into the church and I. Prayed to Jebus and all that stuff, and sat, gave some Hail Marys to some priests that were in there, and I like bowed to some nuns and all that kind of stuff. Did a Facebook live stream in there as well, because I. Was... <laughs> and then um, I went and got a coffee, came back, and it was about four or five o'clock. So I sat down, and at this time I was actually generally attending church in Norwich because when my mental health got so bad and I was in the YMCA, they they got me to go to church. I was, yeah, I vaguely um, remember because my mum kept you on Facebook yeah. throughout that entire time. Yeah. Um, and she did say at one point, she said she thought you'd found religion. Yeah. And so, <laughs> they were doing a live stream. So I logged into the live stream, plugged it in, sat against this this obelisk from Angels and Demons where the priest got stabbed and died. And I was laying there and then I fell asleep. And I woke up and, fun fact, Vatican does shut in my Okay, and they do lock it up. So I woke up, and there was no tourists. There was just a special needs mafia-looking guy because I kept the jewelry hat on. For fuck's sake, of course he did. <laughs> um, 
I've woken up and I've looked around and everybody's gone and it's dark and I'm stuck in the Vatican. And I'm like, oh, cool. So it's like a, it's, it's like a scene out of like a cartoon. Do you know when they're tiptoeing and then the villain comes up behind them and they just follow really quiet, quietly? So that when, you, when you look at it from their point of view, it looks like a round thing, but when you know, it's like loads of different like, obelisks holding it up. So I was then ducking between the obelisks, trying to get to the gates with a police bike so I could hop over the fence. What I didn't realise was, is that I, I'd been spotted ages ago and the police were just walking behind me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm tiptoeing between obelisk to obelisk, uh, trying to get out. And then just as I get near the gates, a load of police car lights are on because police cars circle it. And there's loads of police there. And I turn to face the gates and there's loads of tourists. No one's talking. They've got their phone there and they're just like that, filming me. This special needs looking Italian mafia guy who's got traps in the Vatican with a load of police behind him. They must have thought they were looking at some kind of like like true crime thing. Please. And he please. Kind of thought, Jesus Christ. Please tell me that is on YouTube somewhere. That one isn't. The next oh one, no. Day, though. <laughs> no, I thought I'm going to go visit the Sistine Chapel. Oh no. Which is a really high, really highly religious, by the way. Going, no shit. Like, you, there's a lot of things you're not meant to do there. So I, you go through, you have to, you, you buy a ticket, you go through the Vatican Museum, you go and see all the Vatican Museum stuff. It's really nice and cool. But then when you get to Sistine Chapel, there's rules. See the dead popes. The rules I learnt when I got in there, I didn't bother reading because you know, wow. you're not meant to wear a hat. I was wearing a chalky hat. For fuck's sake. You're not meant to be uh, listening to music or music till I held. I was listening to I think Slipknot people call shit. <laughs> Um, what a fucking choice and I was and you're not meant to be taking photos of video and I was Facebook live um, and I walked in and someone tapped me on the shoulder and he was like take off hat it was one of the guards one of those what are they Swedish is it the Swedish guards uh, no what you, uh, Swiss guards Swiss guards yeah so when I'm tapping me on the shoulder he was like take off your hat take, take, it, off, take it all off got in there and it's quiet and there was all these two girls and they were filming and I thought well they can fucking film I can fucking film so I turned my Facebook live on and I just like that, and just like that, walking around my camera, pointing out, like that, thinking I'm being really slick. Turn around, there's two Swedish guys behind me. Swiss. Swiss guys, yeah. That's actually <laughs> Where they wear fluffy little Don't things. ever tell the Swedish that they're Swiss, or tell the Swiss that they're Swedish. And they scream at me. I mean, like, I shit myself, because apparently I'd really disrespected the Sistine Chapel by trying to face the live it. And I start, I, I go, oh, I'm so sorry, please don't have a me. please don't arrest me. And my whole life just turns off. And I leave. And when I get out, I walk away, I go to my Facebook, turn it on. And I did have viewers, apparently. A lot of our friends. And they were like, oh, God, that was so amazing. Let's look at it, you get screwed at by a load of Swiss guards. And I was like, oh, God. And that was my time in Italy. Wrong. We're in a different country. I went back a second time and I oh, learned. Oh no! But I learned my lesson, so I knew what I was doing this time. <laughs> the only issue with the second time was it was literally, I think it was a week, two weeks before we went into lockdown. And the good news was I got into everything straight. There was no queues, but then it was the middle of COVID. Like COVID just kicked off everything. We got to die of a virus, so I was walking around everywhere. And I remember the day we woke up to come back, uh, they announced that COVID had hit Rome and the Vatican. And when we arrived at the airport, there were guards, there were people in hazmat suits, they were doing temperature checks. And then I got on the plane, and when everybody was sitting there nervously, I put on Plague and started playing Plague Inc. 
<laughs> oh, you go. Like, you are a nightmare. Amy, I made the game. I've called it COVID and I wiped out the planet. Shut up, we're on a plane. <laughs> oh, oh, my sweet Jesus. Yeah, there you go. So I've never been to Italy, but I know uh, my mum and dad have, and they went to the Vatican. Yeah. And you can go up to the the top of the cathedral there. Yeah. And there's signs as you're going up, all on the stairs all the way up, and it just says, please do not swear. Yeah. And mum and dad are sitting there thinking, it's a bit weird, why is that here reminding you? And then you get up to a certain point and the stairs, all you've got to stop you falling over is literally like rope. But you get to a certain point, it's like, surely that's it. And then you look up and it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. That's why it says, don't swear. <laughs> <laughs> because the first thing that people immediately do when they see more stairs is go, fuck's sake. <laughs> I think there's a video of me somewhere, actually, a certain time in Italy where we, our hotel... <laughs> Right near a really steep stairwell, and I think I just look defeated halfway up, and I'm just sitting there. Yeah, that figures. Yeah. So you thought you'd be fun fact? No, I was too busy listening. <laughs> let's talk about the time I went to China. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so like, what people don't know is me and Jamie stopped talking in 2015. We stopped talking the week. Ah, uh, no, was it? No, you know now. It's a couple of days uh, after when we stopped talking. The first thing I said. Uh, I'd messaged you saying, I suggest you find someone else to take you to the uh, airport. So it was probably a couple of days before I went to China then, actually. Yeah, because okay, so I was supposed to take you. I learned Chinese people are really racist, by the way. <sighs> um, they have a name for white people called Big Nose, uh, foreigners. Um, so we flew over there, got off, got into a hotel room, which was quite nice, actually. And nothing really started kicking off until I went to the Forbidden City and I started having school kids and Chinese people following me everywhere. And they were saying something, the same thing over and over again inside their Chinese language. Um, and then I went up to a tour guide and I was like, why do they keep saying this? And they were like, God, they've called you the big nosed white man. And I was like, God, that's fucking racist. That's not how it feels. Oh. <laughs> And for the rest of my time there, they'd call me the big nose white man. Um, and I remember the whole thing actually went quite smoothly up until about day three or four. And by this point, I got fed up because apparently all they eat over there are Chinese. Um, and I got fed up with Chinese food. I couldn't handle it anymore. If you know, I can't really believe you went to China and was shocked. I just nothing but Chinese food all the fucking time. <laughs> All the time. What did you do? Go there and expect to find like someone selling fucking bad cod and chips? Well, day four, I kind of turned to my door and I said, I can't do this anymore. Just go and do your own thing. I need to have a day just to recover. And my body needs to recover from all this, 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 this food. So I Googled and found a KFC. So I think, where was I? I was in, I was in Shanghai. So I went for a walk, went, found this KFC. It was off the tourists, off the tourist vlogs where you normally tourists are meant to stay. Sitting there, um, in in China because um, you, no no tourists learn Chinese. Um, they have a thing that they a stupid map where you point to the food you want, and they yeah. got out of me. Holding my KFC, sitting there, and I saw through the KFC window 
Um, do you know, do you know the, the Chinese, the, the, the Asian guy in Doctor Strange, the, the one that looks after the library? You mean Wong? Wong, yeah. yeah. A young Wong with a skinny-looking guy um, and two female Chinese women were walking into KFC and they saw me. And the two girls, they've walked off, they've sat at another booth, they've got their phones out, they've started recording me. This was a normal thing, so I didn't care at this point, everybody kept recording me. Um, but Wong and his friends, it's not really Wong by everybody, it's somebody else, um, came and sat at my table, and I had my KFC, and they just started laughing. Just staring at me laughing. I was like, well, it's because they're racist, that's cool, I'll just let them do it. I said to him in English, I was like, just remember, we've only just given you Hong Kong back. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was getting a little bit annoyed. And then he reached for my chicken and tried to take it. And I was just like, no, 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 no touchy Chinese man. Leave it alone. And I looked over at the Till woman and she was staring because she obviously knew that they were harassing me. And the women then recorded. I got tricked. I, it, uh, it, I suddenly realised that they were making a film on probably like harassing the British man. So I'm sitting there. I look back again. And the, the skinny weenie one had stolen one of my chips. So I was like, okay, it's like going down. That's cool. So I'm sitting there. And then the big guy, one guy... Uh, try to take a bit of chicken. I was like, no, I'm going to stab you. Leave my fucking chicken alone. And I looked over again at the woman, and she didn't come over. I looked at the one guy, and he started laughing, so I started like hysterically with mood, and I started laughing hysterically with mood. We had this weird standoff over my chicken. With the English man laughing, the Chinese man laughing, the chicken in the centre, with two Chinese women were recording it. And in the end, the uh, till woman had to come over and shoo them out. How the fuck have you made it to 32 years old? Still gets better, though. Oh, my God. So, on the Great Wall. So, China gets really hot, by the way. Like, really hot. Like, 44 degrees hot. Like, what we're now getting, because of global warming hot. And our tour guide said, look, we're going to have to go to the Great Wall at, I think it was 6am, because that's the coolest point of the day, and you're not going to die. And we all got our bags, and everything got in there, and he said, make sure you bring water. Well, I didn't want to bring water, because water was really heavy. So we got onto the Great, Great Wall, by the way, is not near civilization. So if you don't bring water with you, you don't get water anywhere. Okay, so I got on the Great Wall and I'm sitting there and I'm walking along. I've done about, I think I did five miles. And I think there's a photo actually on my Facebook of where I climbed up the steepest part, which is basically a mountain. I'm bright red in the face. I've got to that point and then the sun's come out. And I've realised it's like a five mile walk back. And there are photos all over Facebook and other people's Facebooks that went with us of where I just laid down and just accepted I was going to die on the Great Wall. And then this Chinese woman saw that I was dying. She went, you want water? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, she charged me like the equivalent of like £12 for it. She was like, £12? And I was like, no, get them for like, what, like yen down there. She was like, but you're not down there. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, she's not wrong. <laughs> One nil. So, <laughs> so I took this wall, walked it, got halfway, and I was like, I think I'm actually going to die in the Great Wall of China. I'm going to accept this. And as I did that, I saw a sign for tobogganing. I was like, God. <laughs> I went over and by mistake, this place where you could toboggan off the Great Wall to the very bottom. And I was like, eat. So it just disappeared. <laughs> Meet you at the bottom, fuckers. Got to the bottom and I stood up and I walked up to a Chinese person. I was like, when your country eventually becomes a superpower and takes over the planet, can you put me in a concentration camp near the Great Wall so I can watch the Great Wall as my hair falls out and I die of starvation, please? And I walked off. Oh <laughs> so you're on a no-fly list somewhere, surely. 
Well, as we was leaving China. Oh. <laughs> so as we, the day we were leaving China, we found an anime store and I bought an Attack on Titan blade. Full metal. And I was like, these aren't going to get free customs. And I thought, I'll trick the thing. I buried it into my bag. And I put, put the bag on, walked off. And then two little Chinese men in the security office came along and went, you will come here, come here. They put me in this dark room. I had my bag. And they're like, empty bag now. They started really having a go. And I was like, oh shit, I'll I've seen what happens in North Korea, you go missing because of this kind of shit. Um, so I emptied my bag and they found it and ended up in this little, literally, I'm not shitting you not, I mean, like, on their scan, it must have looked like a dagger, but it's literally like a little blade like that from my Attack on Titan. And I was like, what's this? And I realised I was going to have to explain to officials that I'm a nerd and I'd bought, I'd bought a really shit blade from Attack on Titan. So I was like, so, so, kills tires? And they're like, what do you mean it kills tires? And I was like, and they're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And they said it's like Chinese, obviously, like, this guy's a loser. And they let me leave. <laughs> yeah, they just wanted you to get to admit it. Yeah. They let me out, and my uh, Chinese tour guide was there, and I was with the rest of the group. And our Chinese tour guide walks into the crowd, and I got really upset. And everybody was like, why are you getting upset? And I said, because I can't see him anymore. And he was right in front of us. And at that point, I realised that I thought every Chinese person looked the same. Oh, my God. Wow. And it was really bad. It's like I wasn't even trying. Uh, in the end, I actually stood next to one of the other people and I said, "Look, I'm not trying to do this on purpose. I generally can't see him." No, like he's literally there. And I was like, "I can't see him. You're, you're just pointing out a load of people, and I see the same thing." And I'm just going to follow you guys. I didn't have to go from the front to the very back. I just followed the group. You're an absolute nightmare. That's trying everybody. See, now the closest I've ever got to shit like that is I almost got mugged in New York. The first time I went over by myself, and that's about it. Well, you almost get mugged in New York. It's fucking New York. Oh, like, what happened? So, um, I went to. I was. So when I first went over, I was. Um, I took the Amtrak, uh, which is basically the cross-state uh, train system, and I was going from New York, um, Penn Station to. Detroit, Michigan. Oh, Detroit, okay. Yeah, that was a that was a shit show. Um, so I was at Penn Station, looking around, trying to figure out where I needed to be. And this woman came up to me and said, "Oh, you look lost. Are you all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out where I'm meant to be." Um, and she sort of like showed me where I was going and. She said, right, now give me all your money. I was like, what? Give us all your money. I went, no. <laughs> I said, I have no cash on me. She went, well, I'll take you to a cash machine then. I, I want all your money. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm not paying through the arse on, <laughs> on transaction fees. And she went, all right, well, then give me all your lunch. I went, no. And I've actually just accepted that as the reason why. I know you're mugging me, but I don't want to pay the transaction fee. It's mugging, so... Oh, okay, that's good. Just give me your food, then. Um, and I just went, no. By which stage, I think uh, either a train security guard or uh, NYPD officer. So I like, walked around the corner, and that was it. She scarpered. At that stage, I was like, I'm going to go into the area here that is surrounded by guards and is the actual waiting lounge that you need a ticket to access, and I'm staying here until my fucking train turns up. <laughs> When you were telling me that story, do you know what went through my head? Go on. The scene from Big Bang Theory when Sheldon 
chain leaves to go and live somewhere else in a safer city. Yeah. And a guy comes up to him and takes his bags and just runs away. <laughs> so was yeah. she like was she generally mugging you or was she like a really like really like excited prostitute or something? Well she no, a I, or a gun or anything. Not that I saw. Was she muscly? Like no, but the, the the thing is, they the, the same as you go anywhere where there's a large tourist population, they they prey on people that look like they're lost, and that they don't know what they're doing, and then that's how they try and extort people. You always look like that. I know. That's why ever since then you walk through Norwich and feel like this mug, this motherfucker. He goes, "Are you a tourist?" <laughs> that's just because I'm a very calmless looking person. <laughs> oh, you lost. I'll help you. And then afterwards, give me all your money. No, no, I'm not paying the transaction. Oh, that's fair. That's what you, you got mugged by a really understanding mugger. She's like, that's fair. I completely understand, yeah. I mean, at least it wasn't like, I don't know, some, I don't know, Terry Crews or someone. You'd like killed you. Well, to be fair, I mean, it was like the second busiest station in the entirety of New York City. Was she whispering it to you or was she just talking normally? Just was talking normally. But the thing is, there were so many people. It's just... Excuse me. But... Bit no. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not paying the transaction fees for chicken with your food there. <laughs> that's such. such oh, I don't know. I don't know if she was homeless or what, and that's just what they did. Um, but oh, while we're talking about homeless people, I got accepted into the black community in Chicago. Why does that? Where, How did that fit? Yeah. What has that got to do with homeless people? Because it was a homeless person oh, in so Chicago. I was really racist. Then, <laughs> After what you've just said, you travelled to Italy and China. I was about to say, let's let's saying. let's not talk about what's racist, Mister Wall. <laughs> All so, the race. <laughs> I. 2016 went to Chicago. Uh, it was myself, uh, my friend Ben, um, who went to the US with me. Um, and then while we were in the States, we met up with uh, Rob, Alex, and Matt. Uh, Matt was from New York, Alex was from Detroit, and Rob lived in Chicago. We were walking around, and as homeless people do, um, he was sat down, um, uh, African-American, and he said, uh, do you have any change? Um, the others just sort of like shook their head, and me and Ben just went, no, sorry, mate, I've only got a card. Uh, and his entire demeanour just changed. She went, hey, yo, are you English? And we went, yeah. And he just went, my N-word. Um, and it was like... My politically incorrect word. That's the one. So yeah, I got, we got accepted into the black community in Chicago purely for being English. <laughs> and on that note, that is 50 minutes of podcast. All about our tourism. Yeah, so in all of the subjects that I think we both had written down, uh, I think we got through two of them, okay. possibly three. What were the other ones that we were meant to talk about? Well, I've got uh, free flow story time, which I means you suppose you could argue that was in there. Yeah. Um, I did have something written down about D&D. Um, okay. uh, I was going through GSM Arena at the time, so I wrote down Android versus Apple, question uh, mark. Thoughts on folding smartphones, Galaxy Flip, Fold, etc. Yeah. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, yeah. new game that's out. Uh, mental health and our experiences, diagnosis, age, effect, oh, etc. Okay. And then Best Holiday is what I had down anyway. Yeah. 
the summary of tonight is don't take Paul or Jerry anywhere. Hey, 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 hey. That is slander. <laughs> Not wrong, though. No, it, I just almost got extorted. That was my issue. No, you got almost got mugged. Mugged, extorted, it's extorted, it's the same thing. So Whereas if you go to Norwich, Paul here. <laughs> if, you go to, if you go to Norwich and you say to a homeless person, when they beg for change, and you say to a homeless person, no, I've already got a card. They say to you, there's a card machine there. And you go, well, that's not fucking spare change then, is it? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I've had that before. If I'm happy to pull a tenner out, mate, that's not spare change. <laughs> not spare change. They're making me actually give you my money at this point. <laughs> Did you get bullied at school for, like, food? No. No one bullied us. Well, I, I, I never got bullied. I don't know about you. No, not really. So wait until you're later on in life. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I, I got... After <laughs> transaction fees. <laughs> I, I got bullied in my 20s for my lunch money. That's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> she was probably part of a gang. and She's gone back to her pit and he's gone, yo, who did you mug today? And she's gone, oh, I was going to mug this English guy, but, you know, the... Yeah, transaction fees. And he's like, oh, that's understandable. My man don't want to deal with international withdrawal costs. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I don't. We didn't never really got picked on in school, did we? Oh, we got Not, picked on. Well, we got picked. We, yeah. were, we were very pick pick on people. Everybody, but we us. we both had people in our classes that were very much uh, w- would pick on us and all that sort of stuff. But <laughs> I would just like to point out that was the only female in the room who done that. And she's now going supersonic. Yeah, we we've done very well on this podcast. <laughs> she's quite good. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, and we never got. No one ever came up to try to steal our money. We never no had money. Tried to steal. Oh, you had money. I never had money. Well, towards the end, we had the fucking we had the card system, didn't we? Where you, you loaded know, money onto a card. I was, I was uh, free school meals, so money was all, uh, all yeah, put on there. And do you remember the cheese on toast for twenty five p? Yeah. Oh. No, that was. I swear that was fifteen p at one point. <laughs> So you used to buy like, like four or five of them, didn't you? And you'd just go out and eat them. All. I would just like to point out this was like <laughs> over 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was a highlight of my day most of the time. The best thing I ever had in school was I had some really nice chicken soup with a crusty roll once, and I've never been able to find a soup quite like it's in. It's either that I was really hungry or. Yeah, probably that. <laughs> it was really good. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I've been Jamie. And I've been Flukey. And the, the very... person you kind of heard every so often has been a Jamie. Is also a Jamie. <laughs> and the shaking you've heard is Bruno the dog. Bruno the dog. So yeah, thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Toodles. <laughs>